Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for seven years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Our newest course, New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind, includes supportive lessons to help you make peace with your past and enter into the present moment feeling safe and calm. You can learn more about new beginnings at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and business partner, Ananga Sevier. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we enjoy sharing a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today, we're going to be talking about three self-care moves to help you calm your anxiety and reclaim your life. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's always good to come together with you and talk about the ways that we can calm anxiety. And I think today's episode is going to be quite helpful for our listeners. I hope so. Over the years, one thing I've noticed really helps me with anxiety is reading. Anxiety occupies so much headspace that it can be really hard to quieten our thoughts and sometimes when we try and breathe or meditate the voice of anxiety just gets louder but when we read we have the opportunity to put good thoughts in our head and reading is so much of a diversion it it just takes you away when you enter into a beautiful poem or a beautiful story it transports you to another place so it's a really great leverage point for entering into a different space away from anxiety whether it's reading inspiring books spiritual books, uplifting stories of triumph over adversity, try and avoid drama or sad real-life stories, go for good, positive books and feed your mind engaging and encouraging words. And you'll definitely feel better for it. One of the things that I've noticed over the years is that anxiety will often try and trick you into thinking that you don't have time to read and would rather have you scrolling on Facebook or playing Candy Crush or watching a mindless television show to pass the time, trying not to think. But when you stop scrolling or watching TV, we feel worse. But after reading, we feel better. Yeah, it's, it's just so easy these days to just click something on or start flicking through a a screen to to get out of our head. People say, I just want to get out of my head. But when we get out by getting into a book, it's a completely different experience. There's been so many studies done on this, how reading lights up different areas of the brain. And particularly if you're going for something inspiring, spiritually immersive or educational, it really does help us feel so much better. It gives us good coping strategies. It inspires us. It's a completely different experience to just clicking on a TV or scrolling. As you just said, Shan, anxiety will tell us we don't have time, but we just need to swap it around. When your mind says, I don't have time, next time you pick up a remote or an iPad or a phone or whatever it is you like to divert yourself with, just try and practice switching it out for reading instead. 
I find that I enjoy moving between uh, hardbound books and my Kindle and even listening to audiobooks. I've found that sometimes, kind of like meditation or guided meditations or relaxations, sometimes I like to just get really comfortable and close my eyes and have the story shared with me. Uh, I don't know if you've if you've done any audiobook um, listening recently, Ananga, but I found that that's also very helpful. I have done some. I listened to a ancient classic, the Mahabharata. It's a very long, long read, and so I treated myself to the audio version of that. And I had it playing, and I was just doing some colouring in and, and listening like that. It was a particularly challenging time of my life, waiting for an intense medical diagnosis. Just to share the example that those are really challenging times and it was enough to keep me really calm and steady. Listening to somebody else reading was certainly easier at that time than letting my eyes do the work, just drinking the story in through my ears and and doing some doodling. Yeah, very relaxing. And I know that you have a, a friend who reads lots and lots of books just by the way that she's set up her daily practice. Yeah, this is a really cool tip. I like this. It's uh, my sister-in-law, actually. When I, when I go and visit her, her and her partner on their breakfast table have book stands. And I always like to see, what are you guys reading? They've each got a different book. One will read one and then they'll swap. So they've just decided that breakfast time is reading time. She reads loads. Often I'll go to share with her a, a book I want to read. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've read it. And she's, she's way ahead of me just by that little life hack, if you like, of just having the book stand set up at mealtime. I'm amazed how many books she gets through a year. <laughs> <laughs> where do you where do you find that you like to read the most or you know what time of day and where? I like to read early in the morning. I really like to get up and read and have a thought for the day, a reflection for the day. I usually would choose to read some spiritual subject matter at that time like the Bhagavad Gita or some other ancient Vedic texts that really are just so wonderful to let your mind soak up at the quiet time when there's no, no diversions. For more leisurely reading, I like to read on trains if I'm traveling. I like to read in coffee shops. I tend to favor nonfiction. I like reading books on psychology, Ayurveda, personal development. But yeah, quiet morning hours or coffee shops, or if I can get myself under a tree for half an hour with a book in the summer, that's just perfect for me. Oh, you just made me think about reading in my hammock. I have the greatest setup for my hammock when the weather gets warmer between two giant maple trees, and it's such a wonderful place to read. But I I really enjoy reading in the morning as well, but also at the end of the day uh, to wind down instead of having my face in more electronics. Mm. I'd rather, rather have it in a book. So often I'm not reading the Kindle at the end of the day. Um, I'm reading an actual paperback or hard hardbound book. And as I mentioned earlier, I like to listen to audiobooks and generally we'll do that when I'm traveling, if I'm in the car or uh, if I'm on the train, uh, like we were recently heading to Chicago to be able to just kind of sit back and be taken through a story is, is really nice. What are you reading right now? I'm just finishing up reading Lost and Found in India by Braj Sorensen. It's uh, funny, it's thought-provoking, very, very easy, and quite gritty. She shares some really intense experiences that she's been through. And I've just started reading 100 Days of Solitude by Daphne Cup Sally, 
which is an interesting book about somebody who took themselves off to their family home on a Greek island during wintertime, where the family normally used the home during the summer, but she decided to stay on during the winter and just see if she could be on her own and write for 100 days. And there's a part of me that I'd quite like to do that. So <laughs> there's not coming up in my life at the moment. So I thought I'd join her on her journey. It was also a really nice read. And I've just treated myself to Harmony and the Bhagavad Gita about somebody moving out into nature and living close to Vedic teachings. I want to read all three of those books. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just finished reading Warrior Goddess Training by Heather Ashamara, which um, is is some of you know, my, my other business, Transformation Goddess, is about helping women reclaim their feminine sovereignty. And, and Warrior Goddess Training really helps you uh, face what you need to face, let go of what you need to let go of, and, and move forward in, in liberation. So that was an interesting read. I really enjoyed it and did a review of that over at Transformation Goddess. And then I just started reading Dragonfly in Amber by Diana Gobbledon. Um, or Gabaldon. I'm not really sure how to say her name properly. I probably should have looked that up. I'll say Gabaldon. And she is the author of Outlander. So you may have heard of Outlander before and Dragonfly and Amber is the next part of uh, that series. So that's exciting. And then I always have poetry around and I love Hafiz. I love Rumi. I love um, Tagore. Uh, i have something with Sufi poets. <laughs> and so uh, I was given this beautiful poetry book. The subject tonight is Love, 60 Wild and Sweet Poems by Hafiz. I'm looking at that right now. And and uh, I just opened the page and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one of the poems. It's called Beautiful Hands. This is the kind of friend you are. Without making me realize... My soul's anguish history. You slip into my house at night, and while I'm sleeping, you silently carry off all my suffering and sordid past in your beautiful hands. That's amazing. Isn't that beautiful? That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, reading, so important. Some of our additional recommended reads include uh, books that we've talked about before in conversation, but we should bring forward again here in case uh, we have new listeners or people who aren't aware of these titles. The Gifts of Imperfection is a fabulous read by Brene Brown. Both Ananga and I have read that book, as well as uh, Quiet in a World That, or, oh, I wish I could remember the whole title of that, Quiet in a World That Won't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. But if you look for Quiet by Susan Cain, yeah. you'll find it. And then I haven't read this one yet, uh, Ananga, but I plan to, and that's Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. And you had another one to add, too. If you want support for anxiety, one, one of the books that really we were inspired by when we first started Anxiety Slayer seven and a half years ago, it's an old book, and it's written in quite old-fashioned languaging, but it remains a classic, such a good perspective on anxiety and overcoming it, and that's Self-Help for Your Nerves by Dr. Claire Weeks. Great. So the second self-care move to help calm anxiety and reclaim your life is writing and journaling. Yep, something we both actively 
practice. And in this instance, I'd recommend buying two notebooks, one to use as a brain dump and one for collating your finest thoughts and the nuggets of hope and wisdom that you're going to be collecting from your reading. So the first one, the brain dump journal, can be as simple and cheap as you like. Any old notebook, just a cheap, basic notebook. The rougher it is, in a way, the better, because it's just for writing down every persistent worry or anxious internal dialogue that runs through your mind. When you notice something hijacking your mind, open your junk journal and scribble it down as rough and scruffy as you like. No grammar, no sentences necessary, just whatever comes up. Get it out of your head and onto the page. It's really important not to edit yourself as you move along. When you can do a a brain dump like that, it's amazing how much calmer you feel when you're done. I can barely put words to it because you just need to get it out and on the page. You do. And if you can just let it flow, no reading back, no structure, just literally let your pen keep moving. Even make a rule not to let your pen or pencil leave the page and just keep scribbling it out. No second guessing, no posturing or framing it how you think sounds acceptable. That's the way to do it. And if you're saying it's not possible, I've got too many thoughts, then make a pledge to write down one or two a day. Just catch one or two moments a day when your anxiety is hijacking your mind and just let that dialogue out onto the page. I think it's also important that you don't ever have to read it if you don't want to. You can if you if you feel like it. But one of the things that I learned in stream of consciousness journaling or, or the brain dump that we're talking about is the most important thing is removing what is floating through your mind and leave it if you want to. Don't worry about it. And then if you want to come back 30 days later and read it, great. Sometimes I can't even read my own writing. But <laughs> sometimes it's, a, you know, by design that I don't want to read my own writing too. But I always feel better for it, especially when, when I just let it flow. And morning pages, really, I started by doing morning pages through the Artist's Way program with Julia Cameron, which I don't know, I think is maybe celebrated the 30th anniversary or something. It, she wrote that book so long ago. But morning pages and that journaling, getting your thoughts on the page every single day makes all the difference. It just really makes all the difference. It's a super healthy habit. In the Ayurveda, we've discussed before about this importance of being able to process and digest our emotions. When we're anxious, we want to run away. We want to get away from the bad feelings. But when we just allow ourselves to talk to a friend or let our notebook be our friend and just get the thoughts out of our head, it's an assimilation process. So particularly with a dump journal, it's better that you don't ever read it again because it's an evacuation of the mind. You can burn it, you can bury it, you can do whatever you want with it. The idea is to really just run through those feelings, let them be, and let them go. And in step three, we're going to give you another process to really help you with that, just help you get those thoughts away and release them and move on. The other journal that we mentioned earlier is your book of hope and gratitude and happy thoughts. This is something that you can make as simple as, or as beautiful as you like. Every time I buy a new fancy journal, there's a, a process that I go through really blessing the pages and taking a deep breath and finding a favorite pen 
and then allowing myself to just dig in. You know, you hear of gratitude journals or intention journals. Make sure you have one and you can add to it as you wish. You can add to it daily. Mine is always sitting out so that if I want to pick it up and even have a couple of sentences to give thanks for, I will. Yeah, it's nice. Keep it with you. Keep it by you and just get in the habit. As you've talked about joy spotting, jotting happy things down. If you struggle with permission to write, if you have issues about your handwriting or things going scruffy or wonky or coming away from margins or whatever it is, all these things I used to suffer with. And now I just rejoice in my, what my mother calls my spidery handwriting. I used to feel bad about, now I love it. If you feel uncomfortable, just write a big one word across the front page so you're not looking at a blank page and you can just start. Brene Brown offers a very beautiful creative journaling course. It's on the own network, Oprah Winfrey's network. There's a lovely course on there I took last year. And she says, when you get a new book, just get a paintbrush and paint the first page in so it's not blank. We get hung up on the first blank page. Stick something on it, a picture, a pressed flower, something on the first blank page and off you go. I think it's important to bring forward too that anxiety sufferers tend to be very creative people. So it's important that we use colors and textures and pictures, anything that appeals to us to decorate your book. I remember finding a beautiful painting that was in an architectural magazine that um, I took the page out and made that the cover. I use that for one of my brain dump journals. And it just becomes more personal. Mm. This is, and this is a place too where you're going to write out quotes or daily gratitudes or personal triumphs. And it doesn't matter. Do not judge yourself. Just let those good thoughts flow. Yeah, it's just for you. Only you need to see it. It's not going to be entered into a competition or some show and tell. It's just for you. A beautiful, creative, expressive way to remember your good thoughts and to process and release the not so comfortable ones. Pinterest is also a good place to find a lot of inspiration. There are so many inspirational boards available there, Um, not only uh, the, the graphic quotes and things, but also beautiful artwork and pictures of animals and landscapes and whatever it is that you might be interested in. And then, of course, YouTube has thousands and thousands of videos if you want additional inspiration. Yeah, I know for me, if I'm feeling low or uncomfortable, I'm I'm going through a difficult spell. I'd rather look at something on YouTube, a watercolor tutorial or a journaling tutorial. They have these things called smash books. I found a few years ago where people put beautiful text across pages and bring in texturing and, and all sorts. And that inspired me to get more creative with my journaling. Honoring our creativity, whether it's getting your words on the page or doing an art project or watching something and learning or reading. All of these things are so very important, as is the very the very last piece that we're going to be talking about today that will help you calm your anxiety and reclaim your life. And you hear us talk about it a lot, but it's because it's so very useful, and that's EFT tapping. Yeah, this is where you can really do some good, deep self-care work in reclaiming your life from the grip of anxiety. Every time you write in your brain dump journal, you can read through what you've written and use EFT tapping to help you really get free from those thoughts. So this is where we just mentioned about going deeper with your journal. And it's a nice ritual to highlight the sticking points for you, the uncomfortable places in what you've written, tap them through using EFT tapping, which I'm going to describe how to do that in a moment. 
And then once you're done with your tapping and you feel more comfortable, you can just rip the page out if you want to and screw it up and burn it or bury it if you want to, whatever you want, just as a completion of a ritual of releasing. So to tap through the sticking points in your journal, you can go to anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT and you can find our tapping diagram and some details there on how to get started with EFT tapping. But just to give you an example, let's say you've written in your brain dump journal about a situation that made you feel anxious earlier in the day. Maybe something like, I felt really anxious on the train today. I'm not comfortable being shut in with other people so close to me, just for an example. So you could allow yourself some tapping time for that on the spot or later in the evening. You can get your journal out and commit to spending a few minutes with it a day and doing some tapping and release work. So in EFT tapping, we use a set sequence of acupuncture points and a setup statement, as you'll see on the diagram on our website. Using your brain dump journal, you could turn that writing into something like, even though I get anxious on the train, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. The difference you're making there is instead of berating yourself and feeling you should be more tough and other people might think you're daft for being worried about it, you're honoring your feelings, you're acknowledging your feelings, and then you're using the EFT tapping to help you make peace with them. It will also help you be more comfortable being on the train, if that's the example you're working with. Or you could also use a setup statement like, even though I'm not comfortable being shut in on the train with other people so close to me, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Just literally pick the words out of your brain dump and put them between even though and I completely accept myself. Just fill in the blank with your own words from your journal. Get the diagram and tap through the EFT points working on that one statement and you'll find at the end of it that you feel so much more comfortable with what you've written down. Without question. As we've talked today, we covered the importance of reading, writing, and tapping as three self-care moves that will help you calm your anxiety and reclaim your life. We hope that you join us in these practices, and we'd love to know what books you're reading. You're welcome to share the titles at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash anxiety slayer. And if you found this podcast helpful, we'd love if you'd share it. Please share wherever you spend time online and help us reach out to as many anxiety sufferers as we can. Thanks so much. And thanks, Ananga. The Anxiety Slayer Academy has a brand new course for you. Introducing New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind. This course offers a supportive pathway to heal your past and slay your anxiety so you can reclaim your life. Visit Anxiety Slayer today to learn more about the New Beginnings course at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.